Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. That's double B's. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Hey guys, what's going on today in the land of Hogsports.com? It's a little bit of a quiet day. Um, <laughs> Dave Van Horn had a press conference talking about the uh, baseball series coming up in Arlington, which is, I guess, leapfrogging the James Madison series. But uh, aside from that, it's been pretty quiet. Um, it's kind of the calm before the storm, Randy, because you know, obviously, we got basketball coming up. Um, Tomorrow and basketball continuing, and then baseball starting on Friday officially, and spring football isn't that far off, and recruiting contact period, or excuse me, the quiet period where co- recruits can start visiting campus again, that's all starting up. It's the sports cluster, I guess you'd say the official sp- day of the sports cluster, which I think spring football starting on March 7th would be March 7th because of uh, you know everything kind of intertwining together football recruiting is definitely the busiest of the recruiting periods and um, you know baseball basketball and spring football all together so it's a pretty busy time coming up but it's it's a little bit of the calm before the storm right now I think you made- Razorbacks are going to the Call it the uh, NFL combine after a lousy year like they had that's that's a pretty good number isn't it yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, um, now just because you're going to the NFL Combine, we've seen a lot of guys right. go that that's right. obviously weren't um, weren't drafted. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Um, but yeah, um, I think that five is definitely a good number. I mean, I mean, out of the ones I guess you could expect would be Cam, and I, I, I think probably Bo Limmer will get drafted. Um, I'm not sure what the what the scouts are saying right now on Jeff Coat uh, or McLaughlin right now, but I, I think that all of those guys have a shot at least to get drafted. But I, I can't remember the last time we've seen five in a single year. And Brady Latham's the other one. I don't know. You think oh, he's a chance yeah. to get drafted? Yeah, Latham. Yeah, I think Latham's probably a bit of a, a long shot. The uh, defending, well, the current national champion, Michigan, has 18. 18 yep. players. Most ever. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Eight, 18 players. Mm-hmm. And I think there's several other schools that have at least 10 going as well. And I'm sure most of those others are coming from the SEC as usual, but uh, particularly Georgia, Alabama. You know, a team that uh, I traded didn't seem like sends that many. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but A&M. You think of all the talent they seem to uh, amass each year. Mm-hmm. They don't send that many, it seems like, to the uh, well, NFL combat. They go to the transfer portal first. And then well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Got to bounce around a little bit. Yeah, a lot of them have, certainly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Texas A&M is always up there in recruiting rankings. And one year they signed, what was at the time, the highest-ranked recruiting class in, yep. in history. That's just been yep. a couple years ago, though. But some of those guys have, have transferred out of there. So, um, yeah, but 18 is just a ridiculous number. Now, not all of them will get drafted, obviously, but um, still a ridiculous number. Now, I think it's like, what is the total, like 300, three, right around 300? Three, right at anywhere below 350. 
three, below 350. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so obviously there's not, what, 260-something players get drafted. Yeah. 265, isn't that right? The last one being Mr. Irrelevant. I think that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, trade this. I I really almost laugh. I'm trying to beat Rick to it. But I uh, almost laugh when I, start, when I read these headlines. Uh, this one as an example. 2024, way too early, top 25 pre-spring college football rankings. Then here's the other one. The uh, college football odds ranking the SEC uh, in 2024 win totals from top to bottom. With the transfer portal still in play, uh, that's, what, the end of April. Uh, Combine that with what you got from the transfer portal in the first window, not including what you're bringing in high school recruit-wise. And then you don't know who's going to leave after the spring how in the world can you come up with any kind of validity on having a pre-spring college football ranking yeah well we got to have stuff to talk about i guess that's the case okay good for the heck of it right yeah Yeah. i mean here we are talking about whether there's validity to it or not um obviously there isn't and they know that when they put something like that together but um i guess you can get some kind of idea on some guys but you know, Arkansas, I think that there's a chance that they have another offensive lineman who's going to be a starter for them on the offensive line, and there's going to be other schools out there who really need a um, defensive lineman or a linebacker or something like that who can make a difference for them. And there's some really good players left in the transfer portal. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit early. It's, it's so difficult. Like, people used to talk years ago about, you know, a top 25 ranking in the preseason is, is pointless. I mean, nowadays, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible to really figure out. I mean, you can gauge on somebody having a returning starter at quarterback and, and all of those things, um, and that used to be a really good indicator. If you were ranked the year before and you had a returning starter at quarterback and you had a good supporting class uh, group coming back around him, that's usually a good indicator you're going to have a good season. Well, that was kind of Arkansas last year. I mean, they were coming off of seven wins, but, you know, they lost a couple of games where K.J. was hurt and might have won one, maybe two, who knows, if he hadn't have been hurt. Um, you know, in another another game he was he was really hobbled. Uh, but it looked like, you know, they got a lot coming back from last year. They got their quarterback back. But what you don't know is what everybody else has done, what what mm-hmm. they've been able to do to improve their roster in the transfer portal. And um, obviously Arkansas had a lot of turnover uh, in the portal as well. It's just it's it's almost impossible to really get a good – I mean, did anybody did anybody think Missouri would go 10-2? No. No. Missouri. Or what did, what did they end up? No. they end up 11-2? and two? Yeah, they won eleven. Yeah, they won eleven. They won bowl. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I don't think anybody State. had them um, eleven and two. So no, but you've got them six and zero oh next year. Oh yeah, I mean that's easy. <laughs> that is, if you talk about something that might be easy, that might be easy picking. Yeah. picking their uh, their first five or six games. Yeah, you know, guys, you're talking about the pre Sports Illustrated's website today did their second revision of their too early to pick top twenty five. So they did a top twenty-five right after the ball after the championship <laughs> yeah. game, and they have revised it twice since then. And a lot's changed. Yeah, that's right. So, the, <laughs> so it's for the fun of it. People look at it. You know, right. obviously Alabama has dropped because of the coach and the transfer portal. And uh, I am Texas all for it. Still, good. I'm all for yeah. preseason. We because we we talk oh, yeah. about it now, yeah. but wait till. Mid-July gets here, oh my gosh. and we're running over the same stories. You guys uh-huh. got to do a radio show every day. That's we right. need these. We need these <laughs> preseason top twenty-five polls to complain about. To have content. Stir this dick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Arkansas fans will complain because I don't even think the most optimistic ones would think they'd be in the top twenty-five in the preseason. Maybe well, there are a few, but the I most can't optimistic. Be many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe the sure. most optimistic would. I don't know. Yes. All right, Trey, I, this kind of leads to this question. And maybe you haven't thought about it. Maybe maybe you have this number already identified. How many scholarship players will Arkansas begin spring football? Right now I've got them at 82. 82. Yeah. Um, now that includes three players 
who are not on campus, so that would put them down to 79. Um, we still have Jashad Stewart up in the air. And, you know, there may, there may be another player here or there who surprises you and, you know, officer the portal before there, before then or something like that. So somewhere between, I don't know, north of 75 and at most, at most 79. Okay. Now, once the season, and I realize the spring season, you have no way of knowing a precise number, so I'm I'm just don't just asking for your opinion on this. Of the anywhere from north of seventy five to eighty two would be the max number at this point, without adding mm-hmm. others from the portal. Uh, what percentage could you put a percentage that you think is going to turn over? In other words, will there be ten percent of the roster that would make it seven? to eight players that will put their name in the transfer portal after spring football? I would say it's going to be less than that. I mean, last year there was just one. It was Landon Rogers. He was the only one. Okay. Um, You know, Bobby Petrino is going to rub some players the wrong way, I think. I mean, if it's the same Bobby Petrino, I know, Mm -hmm. um, then he's going to probably get under some people's skin, probably on purpose, probably trying to test their toughness and stuff. Um, so it's possible that people um, take exception, especially in this day and age when it is easy to leave. So last year it was one. I, I would say how about two players enter the transfer portal. I, don't, I, I really don't think it'll be uh, that much. I really don't. Is that going to leave space, though, for what Sam Pittman wants to add out of the transfer portal? Should. I mean, they need, first of all, you, you need to get, if there's a best available guy, then absolutely get the best available guy. If there's a safety out there that you think you can get, you know, even though the numbers are right in the secondary, if there's a, um, you know, position like that or a wide receiver, even though the wide receiver there have a surplus there, then absolutely go get them. But uh, what I think they need is two offensive linemen, at least two. I mean, they could use probably three, but two. Um, and then, all right, at the current numbers, that that would put it up to eighty-four, two offensive yeah. linemen, two defensive tackles, and a linebacker are the needs, in my opinion. That's up to eighty-six. That's two linebackers, and what else, Trey? Is that a third one? Uh, two offensive uh, tackles. No, one li- one linebacker, two defensive tackles, two defensive, or excuse me, two offensive linemen. So that's five. So five. That puts them at eighty-seven. So that means. Only two would need to leave. Nailed it. Yeah. Great math. I'm sure you had that figured out. I'm so good at math. <laughs> Let's talk to Larry. Larry, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I do. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It was great to talk to y'all. It's hey, Larry. Minute, but but uh, I got a couple of things. Uh, first of all, it's my you know my number one recruiting question that I and I've I've said it a few times and, I, and we're getting even closer. But what is Arkansas's odds of getting Kane Archer? Hmm. Their odds of what getting yeah. Kane Archer? Well, I mean he's an in-state player. I think they're good. I mean, I think they would probably improve if they went after his brother and offered him. I think he's a really good Cash. player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and others have targeted him as you know he's a he's a definite you know power five high major recruit but i mean i I would think any in-state guy i would put the odds in arkansas's favor but that doesn't by any stretch mean that they'll get him as we've seen their players that leave um they do have you know for next year's class in 25 they have the top ranked player inside the state um i would assume that kane will be the top ranked player also so i mean it's always tough that's the the number one player in the state is the one you seem to battle with the most but um i would i would put the odds in arkansas's favor but okay does it mean would you say like a 60 percent or better or how about that 60 Okay, I'll take that right now. I'll take that right now. Uh, If we can, you know, and hopefully we'll go ahead and get his brother up there too and uh, make it a family affair. 
Now, let me say, this is just me speaking in generalities because I haven't had this conversation with Kane Archer or any of the archers. That's just me speaking in generalities about the state, you know, recruiting inside the state of Arkansas. Arkansas actually does for as much as, you know, people will complain about losing players, and there's absolutely a right to do that because Arkansas doesn't produce a lot, doesn't produce a lot per capita either. But relative to other states, Arkansas hits at a at a really high clip in terms of keeping the top talent in state. Okay, uh, and and Trey, I'm glad I've, I've got you because it's very rare that that I get a chance to talk to you. Um, but and, and I've had this argument with with Rick, uh, not so much Randy, but more Rick. Hmm. Um, and, and I'm just going I'm just going to say it like like it is. But in in, in the expectations of of Arkansas in, in football. My, my expectation, and and as as well as as many other fans, my, my expectation is always at least eight wins every year. And you know, Goodness. I know people think you know where Arkansas is. You know, we we only got four wins last year, and you know, and that that is what it is. Uh, you know, you might have the occasional seven win or six win season. But guys, I mean, ha- ha- having the seasons that we've had as of late, we're not Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is not a football program. If you look back at Arkansas history, I mean, we've we've had uh, a good uh, stride of you know having those nine win seasons, ten win seasons. Um, you know, uh, when Ken Happy was here, you know. I think he had one season where he didn't win 10, 10 games, and that was on an eleven season, eleven game season. Uh, look at what Houston Nutt did. I mean, yeah, he had a couple of down years, but he he was winning eight, nine, ten, you know, pretty pretty regular. So I mean, it can be done here and on a longevity. So guys, I, I'm just going to put it out there. What is it in y'all's opinion? that we as fans should be expecting. I mean that that's Hey, can I ask you real quick? I'm are you including hey, are you including a bowl win? No. I'm saying regular season. Mm-hmm. Regular season. So, so all he all he's with, asking with, for with guys offers. Mm-hmm. With, with what and this and this is what I'm saying. With what Arkansas offers, they offer as well as any other uh school in SEC. No, they don't. I mean, they may not have the in-state... <laughs> Let's just stop you right there. No, they don't. They don't offer what Alabama does. They don't offer what LSU does. They don't offer what several schools do. And and that's where I think Arkansas fans are misled a little bit. They offer a lot. Yes, there's a lot of reasons to come to Arkansas, but you better know what you're up against. It It's a lot tougher than but, you but think. But, Rick... Yes. But, but Rick, what, uh, those schools that you just mentioned, what, what yeah. all do they all have in common? They all have a common championships. Yes. Championships. Yes. And so, yes, you're going to have kids who are going to be drawn to those programs. But, uh, but there again, who's to say you can't get Arkansas winning eight consecutively? Get that Good. nine and ten. Good. You know, and, and I'm saying in a four-year or five-year span, hit that championship or, or, or compete for a championship. That's where that's where you get Arkansas being competitive with Alabama. Any other? Right. Let's, let's hear what Trey. Okay. Thinks. All right. You know. You know, you know what I. Okay, okay you Larry. Know what I thank think. you, buddy. Let's hear what Trey thinks. Well, since 2010, Arkansas's won eight regular season games or, or more three times, and you know, obviously, we wouldn't expect Arkansas to perform like what they did under Chad Morris. No. I don't think it's reasonable to expect eight wins every single year. I think that it's an up and down. Now, I do think with the transfer portal nowadays that failing to make a bowl game is should get the kind of backlash that it gets, which is very negative, very toxic, very mm-hmm. people people being very upset and disappointed and low attendance and all those kinds of things. Because I do think with the transfer portal, you should be able to have Arkansas bowl eligible every year. Now, to me, that should be you know, winning six games should be a, a you know, a floor for Arkansas. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Occasionally, having a 10-win season, every once in a while, you know, 
every 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 few cycles. Um, but also, you know, having a seven win season and maybe getting to eight with a bowl. Now, all he's asking for really with eight wins, he's asking to go five hundred. He's not asking to win ten, eleven, twelve games. You know, national championships. He's asking to to go five hundred in the SEC and win your non conference games. And you're not always going to do that. That game against Oklahoma State and Stillwater, that's a tough game. You know, yes. um, so you can't always expect to win that. But so maybe you want to try to go 500 in that non-conference game, you know, um, and then maybe you go, you know, win five games every once in a while. But asking for eight wins every single year, I just I just don't think that that is where Arkansas is as a program. Now, they can reach heights and and, you know, have years like that. Have years where they, they I mean, we've seen it with Bobby Petrino. I mean, they the pieces came together, really good in-state talent that, you know, those couple of years, Arkansas won 10 games, you know, probably should have won 11 that year, um, and then won 11 the next year. You know, they won eight games the year before that, but that took a bowl win. You know, Bobby Petrino, when he got to Arkansas, for as much as he's beloved by Arkansas fans, you know, it was not pretty <laughs> starting out. No, they won five games. Now they got it going right. later. Mm-hmm. Um, they won seven games the next year, won the bowl game to get eight. Um, they won ten regular season the next year. They won ten regular season the year after that. So, but eight games every year, I just, I mean, you just look at what Arkansas has historically done. That's just not, it's just not realistic, I don't think. Um, now, averaging eight wins? Averaging eight wins a year, maybe that's maybe that's more realistic. What do you guys think about that? Like where it's, you know, you have a year where you win nine, nine or ten, year. yeah, um, and then you have years where you win six or seven, you know, and so it balances out to about eight wins, seven and a half, eight wins, something like that in the regular season. I think it's going to be tougher because Texas and Oklahoma coming into that the was league, gonna, either that one was of those be my point. guaranteed yeah. win. How many times are you going to get a schedule that might have Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Mississippi State? I mean, scheduling is going to have a lot to do with it. you got to get they that Missouri schedule They play Alabama or Georgia going. this year. What, what about in 2025 if they have to play Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma? What if they get Missouri scheduled for a stretch of five the years? The Arkansas RV Show is Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday at the Statehouse Convention Center in Little Rock. You can win a new $14,000 Rockwood camper from the Arkansas RV Show this weekend. 103.7 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. What do you do when the power goes out? Well, now you can do anything you want when you purchase a Generac Home Standby Generator from Generator Supercenter of Little Rock. Come visit the experts at Central Arkansas's only generator showroom, located on Chanel Parkway in West Little Rock. We offer a turnkey solution, financing, and 24-7 service. Visit our website for more info at generatorsupercenteroflittlerock.com. The standby power people. Is your Oaklawn thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. 
Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Kelly in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Man, another brick. I guess people should really stick to what they know. Like how Chris Green Hyundai knows customer care and cars. New, pre-owned, service, and a body shop. But don't just take my word for it. Let Layden tell you. Hey, Arkansas, is Layden Blocker. For slam dunk deals, go see the team at Chris Crane Hyundai and Carwood. So Layden's got the hoops handled, and Chris Crane has your car covered. Come see us today on Museum Road in Conway and ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Uh, this, again, goes down as one of the greatest deals ever. And what is so neat about it, often, more times than not, often, you don't ever see any part of your meal prepared. But at Benihana... You get a chance to watch it right there before your eyes. It's entertainment into itself. But the dinner for two, which is tonight and tomorrow night only, this is what you're going to get. And I watched the filet get cut up into pieces, and I'm thinking, that's not going to be enough for me. Oh, yeah, it was. Enough for Carrie and I both. In fact, Carrie had to bring several uh, of her filet and part of her chicken breast and the colossal shrimp home, along with the outstanding fried rice. But you get to watch it right there before your eyes. As they go through the different phases, they'll bring your salad first. Ranch dressing, by the way. Uh, But you bring the salad. Then they start... Now, if you have an appetizer, they'll bring that also. But then you get to watch them prepare the meal right there in front of you. And you're going to get the filet. And all this is enough for two. Yeah, dinner for two. And then you get the chicken breast. Enough for two. And then you get the colossal shrimp. Again, enough for two. And these are almost as big as the double F fried shrimp that you'll see uh, at the Riverfront Steakhouse. But all of that, all of that for just $60. That's how good it is. Just Sixty dollars, and I remember Judy turning towards Frank and saying, "Frank, how are you making money off of this?" He says, "Well, he never said anything, which told me that, good gracious, this is one heck of a deal." When the big man can't even give an answer about quote making money because I don't see how he's making money, but that's not my problem. It's not your problem. Go to Benihana, call right now for a reservation, 371 That's always advisable because there seems to be people that's always waiting outside. Make your reservation now for Benihana tonight and tomorrow night because this special is good for just Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Where? Benihana. There in North Little Rock in the Wyndham Hotel. Tell them I sent you. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is simply outstanding. And let's do this. Okay. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, as it turned out, Khalif Battle end up playing the other night didn't play much they did play the other night so can you give us an update kind of take us up to the tip-off of the arkansas georgia game and how it worked out that uh i guess that suspension was terminated 
Well, it was never announced, and I actually went through the what-ifs with that when we in our last segment. I'm glad to repeat them. I said I learned of it early in the week on Monday. I uh, was confirmed that he was on indefinite suspension. It wasn't clear to me if missing the second half of the LSU game was part of that or if that was determined after he didn't play in the second half. Uh, some words were exchanged at halftime. Uh, but I was asked not to report it. I, I told you guys at the time, early in the week, because it was unclear whether or not the university was ever going to formally announce it, uh, or if they did, when it would be. And with no midweek game, like I said, um, you know, we had a, lo- a bit longer, so I was unsure whether or not he would have time to have that lifted and potentially play. And, that, you know, and would we find out anything? Would, would the university address it if he was going to play at some point that, in that next game? Why would they? Uh, or if he didn't play, would they address it after, before or after the game? And maybe the Mouseman, if he hadn't played, would potentially say coach's decision. So there was all kinds of things on the table. I ran through those different scenarios the other day. I had a suspicion because he had returned to practice late in the week and there were photos that he was there uh, that, that maybe that's where it would go. Uh, so two things can be true at once. We didn't hear about it publicly, formally, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Whatever uh, indefinite suspension that I was able to confirm he was on at some point was alleviated, lifted. Uh, the university, again, never made a, a formal announcement, no big to-dos about it. Uh, and the only reason I did report on it later in the week was because it had gotten out uh, and, and it had been reported elsewhere, I was told. And so um, I went ahead and confirmed what I'd known for days. But, you know, the optics, you're bringing Devo Davis back after missing three games and being uh, – away from the program. Uh, you know, Trevor and Brazil remains a question mark. The team has struggled, having some really historically bad losses. From an optic standpoint, I can understand, you know, I, I guess they, the decision was to, to keep it in-house. Again, when I confirmed the indefinite suspension, that was the words that were used, that were confirmed to me. Um, you know, there was no thought or, or process where it was told me this probably won't happen or won't you know won't be a thing come game time there was it was indecisiveness on where it was heading and how it would be handled at that time he didn't play much i don't know if it was still based upon um lingering effects of that uh situation the dispute no it, it, it wasn't He's had a lot of games like that uh, in conference play. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, it wasn't due to that. Um, and, you know, Mussman obviously didn't talk about, you know, nothing came up on that in the post-game press conference. Um, and he certainly didn't address anything on Friday's preview press conference, which also indicated to me a potential that if we didn't get some kind of notification per, just minutes before tip, when the starting lineups were announced, that, that he, he probably would play. And, and one of the assistants kind of uh, uh, made a comment um, to the effect that, that all hands would be on deck that were available. So, And he was going through pre, some pregame warm-ups, so it was pretty clear even before tip at that point uh, that he's probably going to play. Um, well, but, you know, well, these things happen. Hey, Kevin, he probably didn't address it Friday at the press conference. Because he hardly said much about Devo Davis, which was a bigger story at the time, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, of course it's a bigger story, only because Devo's been a guy that has meant so much to all the success at Arkansas. And you've had back-to-back seasons now where he stepped away from the program. Um, and he's really the face. The, the, you know, Mossman's the face of the basketball program as the head coach and leader. But if you talk about a player who's the face of the program, it's, it's Devo Davis. Um, and, and that, I think that's clear to most people. So, yeah, I mean, that was a bigger deal. Um, you know, and, and Devo had a good game. I mean, he made made a couple of mistakes late in the game, but he also made some plays in this game. I mean, let's not forget he was the, he made a really nice pass for a clean look for Makai. As good as Makai's field goal percentage is, he sometimes struggles with chippies around the basket or when he gets contested with physicality. And it was a really good pass that timed it well so that he could get a clean look. Put Arkansas up for good with 54 seconds left. Devo did make only one of two free throws, but he got a defensive rebound on the on the ensuing defensive possession where he did get fouled and, and got to go to the line. Um, so, you know, that, that was a positive. He fouled a three-point shooter 
Luckily, Arkansas was up five at that time. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was Justin Hill made all three free throws. He was trying to miss the third one so that they could, with only three seconds left, Georgia could maybe get an offensive rebound and kick it out for a three to tie the game. But the ball went in, and it was still a two-point deficit. And Arkansas had to deal with an inbounding the ball with three seconds left. They had to call a timeout uh, because they had trouble getting it on the first attempt. So, yeah, uh, Devo, when you look at the four points, four rebounds, team high matching, three assists, two steals, only one turnover in 35 minutes. His box score plus eight was tied for the best on the team. I thought he played a, a very good floor game. I thought his on-ball defense, uh, especially in the first half, was a sort of a leader by example out there. And Arkansas had a really strong defensive first half. Uh, like we've seen a few times, some let-ups in the second half, you know, and, and you build double-digit lead, and once again, you find yourself in a, in, a, in a fight for your life there in the closing minute or two. You know, Kevin, it is, you're right, Arkansas had a five-point lead, and what-ifs don't matter in sports. What if he'd have made that three-point shot? Now, all of a sudden, that's really a bad play because now if he missed a free throw and they tip it in, the game's tied. So right. they're very fortunate that was really not a good play at all. And I, and no, I'm, not, no, I mean, I'm not faulting Davis. I'm saying whoever does it. With five seconds to go, you foul a three-point shooter? Are you kidding? And it doesn't matter. I'm not blaming that player. I'm, I would blame any player that did that. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, you, you've got to you've got to understand clock, and 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 you're you've got a two possession lead. Absolutely. And you know that a three point shot changes everything on those on that how big your lead is, and so you. But with with that little time left on the clock, by the time that shot goes in, if you don't contest it, you're still up to with three seconds with, to go. You know, two three seconds, but you yeah. don't foul because of what you just described. Absolutely. And, and even if you don't, if he doesn't make it. It still stops the clock, yeah, that's and they right. can strategize how to play those free throws and try to work for an offensive rebound. You just you you've slowed the game down for them to figure out a way to stay in it. So there's never a good reason to foul uh, at the end of the game when it's that tight. If you're up ten to twelve points, you know, feel free to. Run no, if you're up ten to twelve, five seconds. You have five seconds to go. You still don't foul a three point shooter, no matter what you're no, ahead I by. Agree. <laughs> No, no doubt about it. There, you, yeah. There's just no point. Let the game in. Let they make it. They make it. So. That's right. Well, there was another just back on the tail end of that play. Thank goodness Arkansas. I think at that point there was two uh, two timeouts left. Yeah, yeah. Devo Good was thing. trying to run the inbounds underneath the basket and had to call a timeout. And then he comes back out and basically forces the ball yeah. inbounds. And I'm thinking, I mean, I'm I'm listening to the radio, and I totally agree with Matt Zimmerman. He just kept saying, "Heave it, heave it down the floor, <laughs> yeah, throw it into right. the back court. If you yeah. run it down or whatever it may be, just don't throw it to where it goes long out of bounds." Touches it. As long yeah. as somebody touches it. Yeah. Somebody touches. As long it, as yeah. somebody can touch right. it, but yeah. you don't throw it underneath the opponent's basket and. Uh, Risk a turnover there, but anyway, that 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 was kind of a helter skelter moment there. Well, I see that too. I see that two different ways, guys. Um, you're right; it was a tight rope there where he inbounded it, uh, and I believe it was Tremont Mark who got fouled and went and made one of two. Well, now that wasn't a tight one. That some I don't know how he got so open, but he did. We're talking about the play yeah. before that. Yeah, almost it came, went off Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, and then what? Then then they got it to Mark, and that was an easy inbound. Well, you know the the play the play before that that you're describing. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, Keon Minifield, his arm was grabbed and held. The official missed yeah. that. His yeah, arm was did. pulled away from the ball. That, that should is have been true. a foul right there. But I'm glad uh, it was cause it, because 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 it was uh, Arkansas got the ball because his arm was pulled away and it went out of bounds on the Georgia guy. All right, we got to take a break, guys. Hang tight. Hang tight. we got to take a break. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Thanks, Defense Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue.
Now you can watch all your favorite Buzz shows streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 1037 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station. You asked for it, you've got it. 0% is back. That's right. Get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2024 Ram 1500 Bighorn. Also, all 2500 and 3500s, we have over 10% off. That's on 2024 models. This is the deal you've been waiting for. Get 0% financing for 72 two months on new 2024 Ram 1500 Bighorn. You asked for it, you've got it. Zero percent is back. So come see us today at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep and get that new Ram you've been dreaming about. And also, it's Dodge Horsepower Days. For every horsepower a Charger or Challenger has, you get over $10 off. So that's over three, four, and $5,000 off on these models. Hurry fast. Supplies are not going to last. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Right now at Fort Thompson's, Grand Refuse 3.0 Waiter, $239.99. Avery Breathable WC Waiter, $239.99. Federal Blue Box 12 Gauge 3 Inch Number 2s, $149.99. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. <laughs> RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you know, we've talked so much about that hometown feel and what it's like at Southern Bank. But if you're a commercial investor, they need to come talk to you. We're involved with a lot of customers that have projects across the United States. Those projects can be some of the biggest projects you would see in your communities. So really, there's no project that's too large for us to look at. If somebody's interested in learning more about what Southern Bank can do for their commercial investments, how do they get in touch with you? You just pick up the phone and call me at 501-424-0900. Just love to talk to you about your project, see what you've got going on, and see how we can be a help to you. And you talk about being a help. You really invest into your commercial investors by helping them through the process, looking at things to look out for along the way. I like to think we can throw things off of each other, listen to different viewpoints, and come to the best decision. If you want to learn more, go online, bankwithsouthern.com, or call Chris, 424-0900, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. If there's anything green in your yard right now. It's probably a weed and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or even trying to do it yourself. 315-9395 or go online at sandersground.com. Let's get growing. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Again, we'll be rejoined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, along with our friends at Fence Brokers. I want to talk to you about the great friends we have at Double B's, where you guess it, grab it, and go. Are you looking for a great place to work? Go to DoubleBees.com and apply online. In fact, many Double B's locations have Chester's Chicken, Big Rock Pizza, and their delis. And if you're ever around Clinton or Cabot, be sure and stop him for Baskin-Robbins Insurance. And don't forget the Rosebud location. This is one of my favorite stops among the 34 different Double B's locations. And that is the hot plate lunch and one of the best burgers you'll ever have a chance uh, to sink your teeth into. And it's uh, also one of my favorite spots start my day off. And I'm talking about any one of the 34 locations. That is uh, with the bean to cup coffee. And that is that Renoco coffee. And if you're in the mood for something else, be sure and check out the Renoco cappuccino. I did. And you'll you'll like it. Uh, be sure to ask your cashier about signing up for a rewards card where you can save money on purchases at all the stores. It's all about Double B's, where you guys sit, grab it, and go. 
make it double B's. And now let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, I don't know if you have uh, seen or heard. We're going to change gears for a moment. Uh, that is Arkansas is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog to Tennessee. Does that sound about right? Does that sound like, uh, hmm, boy, Arkansas, surely they can play within nine-and-a-half points of Tennessee, right? Well, Arkansas at home barely played within 32 points against Auburn. (laughs) In a a record-setting loss at Bud Walton Arena in terms of Arkansas losing margin, We've seen Arkansas blown out at home, really, at South Carolina, only a 13-point margin, but, you know, I think Carolina held, what, a couple of 19-point leads at different times in that second half. That felt like a blowout. And we know Arkansas's gone on the road and lost by 22 at Georgia, by 21 at LSU, by 26 at at Ole Miss. I mean, it's it's not uncommon for Arkansas to get, uh, you know, beaten down soundly in this league against good teams. Arkansas also was competitive against Kentucky. Arkansas's won two of its last three games, but I would not put teams like, you know, Missouri and Georgia in the same category as Tennessee. However, um, you know, it is Bud Walton. Arkansas beat a top 10 team in Duke there earlier in the year. Dare I even go back to October Mm -hmm. and mention that Arkansas beat Mm -hmm. Purdue in an exhibition game Mm -hmm. every time? No. So, so we know. I mean, Arkansas beat Duke without Tremont Mark. They did have Trevor in Brazil put up a double double in that game, but and they're not playing with him right now. But uh, you know, maybe the pieces are there to stay in this game to be competitive to have another good defensive game potentially. And then if you're in it at the end, maybe you give yourself a chance to win. Uh, the last time Arkansas played a top ten ranked team was Kentucky in Bud Walton Arena and ended up losing by six, uh, but was very competitive in that game. So nine and a half points. Uh, this is not a great matchup for Arkansas. I could certainly see, you know, another double-digit loss for the Hogs, but I could also see a path where Arkansas has a, a, a scrappy, tough game and figures out a way to be in it in the end. So, um, uh, you know, this this Arkansas team has not been enough of an enigma to suggest, oh, take Arkansas on the points. They're at home. I don't. I just went through the resume and why you can't bank on that, but there is. There have been a handful or so games you could point to and say, you know what, why not Arkansas? You know, this would be Arkansas' second quad one win of the season. It seems academic at this point to keep talking about stuff like that, that factor in the NCAA net when you're really looking. At this time of year, you're looking at that because you're trying to figure out where where would we be as an at-large bid? What would our seed be? What do we have to do? Arkansas is not close enough to the bubble and probably doesn't have a path back to the bubble without winning out and then winning some games in the SEC tournament. Uh, and, and this team has, you know, hasn't been able to string together consecutive wins in, in league play now that we're, you know, uh, uh, ten games in with, with eight more to go. So having said all that, you know, the, the spread, you know, that those aren't things. I mean, I don't gamble. I, you know, I don't know which Arkansas team will come in and perform. The, the, the one that's been scrappy a handful of times or the one that's been kicked around a lot. Uh, but Tennessee's got a guy that reminds me of Mason Jones in terms of his dominance in Dalton Neck. He's, just, he's got four games of 30 or more points in this league. He's averaging over 20. He rebounds. Uh, he, he can facilitate. He'll block some shots. Remember, Mason Jones not only had that season where he led the SEC in scoring and had all those games of 30 or more points. I think he had a couple of 40 or more. Uh, but he did other things. You know, he led Arkansas in rebounding. I think he led him in assists and steals. I mean, he you know, and he had that, that co-SEC player of the year. This Dalton Neck is that kind of a force. Uh, but I think he's obviously got a better team around him, and, and this is really a tough matchup. Yeah, I was going to say, this this is going to be a game about matchups. You mentioned that, kind of talked about that earlier, didn't you? Talked about Dalton Connect. I mean, this guy's averaging 26.4 uh, in conference games only, SEC only. But, Kevin, I mean, you're talking matchups – who do you match him up with? He's six 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 seven. I wouldn't call him a power forward by no means. I wouldn't call him necessarily a small forward. I wouldn't call him a two guard. I mean, this guy can do it all. So, who do you match him up with? 
I know uh, the yeah. other night when, <clears throat> pardon me, Coach Musselman was at Sassy's with his radio show. He talked about the possibility of that four-guard lineup. That almost sounds like suicide to try to put a 6-3 guard on a 6-6 guy. And then that doesn't account for all the other weapons that they have. Ziegler at the guard. I mean, this is a this is a well-balanced team. Oh, it is. And veteran guards and Ziegler and Viscovi. And mm-hmm. Left out Viscovi, guys. yeah. This... So, you know, this will probably be by committee. You'll, you know, I, we'll see if he runs Devo at him. I think Tremont Mark at 6'6", 6'5", 6'6". You know, Mark has not been the defender I thought he would be. But if you watch and look, like I wrote about this in my Stock Risers report that I published early this morning, kind of looking at some of the positives. I mean, Arkansas won two of its last three games, and you go back to that fourth game, and they were competitive against Kentucky. The LSU road loss has proved that Arkansas could still – have one of those games where they get caught up in a tsunami first end of it. But having said that, Tremont Mark has re- elevated his rebounds per game. He's blocked it. He's had several games in a row of multiple, four games in a row of multiple steals. If you look at his first 17 games, he only had only four times that he had multiple steals. Uh, and then in the last four, in each of them, he's had multiple steal games. He's had multiple block games, two of the last three. And you look at the previous 18 games only twice. So he's starting check the boxes of those hustle plays and those defensive playmaking things that have helped Arkansas get some steals, uh, get m- more in transition, easier scores. And so could he be a guy that maybe he's starting to feel a little bit, maybe embracing and understanding more what's expected in, on the defensive side from Musman? Could he be a guy uh, that can match up with Dalton? I think it could be committee. I think, like I said, Devo, uh, perhaps we see some Tremont Mark guarding him. Um, and then guys, a lot of gap help and guys hedging hard uh, to get the ball out of his hands. Now, he's going to make the right play, and they've got uh, other smart players around him, uh, Randy, and that's where you're picking your poison kind of because he can beat you in multiple ways. But the last thing you want to do is let him have a big game where he's scoring 20-plus with ease and and doing other things that he does. Because like I said, he'll go out and rebound. I mean, this guy, you know, is he the best player in the SEC? Is it too soon to say that? Right now, I'd call him the best in the SEC. I know a lot of folks want Broom. A&M's awfully good. Yeah, Taylor's good, but Broom over at Auburn. I mean, there's a there's a lot of guys that you could argue, but when you when you look, I mean, this was a guy that got out of the transfer portal from a smaller D1 school. Yeah, uh, I think he makes Tennessee. A top ten team. In fact, Musselman said the other night on his back on his radio show, he thinks this could be a Final Four team and a team that really has a chance to win it all. Now, Georgia, uh, Georgia, Tennessee has not done well once they got into the NCAA tournament. It's all about matchups, but nevertheless, uh, I don't think that's that's blowing too much smoke saying this could be a Final Four team. Well, I hear the music. No, I mean, we're going to see a really good team. Eighth ranked in the country. Uh, played a really tough schedule this year. Lost to Purdue, by the way, early in the season out in Maui. All right, Kevin. We'll talk with you later on in the week. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks again to Fence Brokers, our friends Chris Walker and company. Products in Alexander, your metal roofing superstore has a brand new showroom. Take exit 126 off I-30 and visit with Cal about a new carport or metal building. 40-year colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Galvalume runs $249. Trim and accessories are always available. Take exit 126 in Alexander or call.